It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. You know, Rich, there's so many things to talk about. Here we are caught between Thanksgiving, which is now past, and Christmas, which is kind of several weeks away. So here we are, but winter is coming for sure, isn't it? Well, that's for sure. <laughs> and we have much for which to be thankful. That's true. Much to be thankful for. Do you remember Pastor Andrew Brunson and his wife, Noreen? That was a big national story. Uh, what do you remember about Pastor Brunson? He was a pastor in Turkey that was held in Turkish prison. Uh, and it was a terrible, terrible experience for him. And uh Eventually, he was released, and yeah. uh, I, I remember Tony Perkins flew on the airplane back with him from Turkey to the United States and prayed together yeah. with him. See, folks, uh, the programs you hear on Bot Radio Network, the people who do those and produce them, they're real people. And you're absolutely right, Rich. Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council, people hear him on Bot Radio Washington Network. Washington Watch. Washington Watch. Yeah, Andrew Brunson, he was persecuted for his faith. He was persecuted for his faith. Now, the reason I opened the program with that today, folks, it isn't that long before we may be facing the same thing here in America. Kind of see the way the media is avoiding one thing in a story, and they emphasize another, and we are torn apart. But let's hear this. Here it is. Thank you very much. Christians are the most persecuted religious group in the world. That shouldn't surprise us. Jesus said very clearly that this would happen. And I've tasted a bit of the suffering of persecution. I had a very difficult time in, in prison in Turkey. I was tested beyond what I thought I could handle. From what I understand, many who face imprisonment for Jesus have a similar experience to mine. That is, they have a very difficult time. And I know it was a prayer of God's people that pulled me through. When I was weak, when I couldn't stand, there were others who were holding me up. Some of you in this room, Christians I had never met. I was afraid that I would be forgotten. I desperately wanted my brothers and sisters to pray for me. Whenever Noreen was allowed to visit me, I would always ask the same questions through reinforced glass on telephones. Are people still praying for me? I was afraid that they would stop praying for me and move on to the next crisis, to the next need, but they didn't stop. And knowing this would take me through until the next time that I would see Noreen and I could ask her again, are people still praying for me? Most of those enduring persecution for the sake of Jesus are not in the West. Because of this, maybe they're not on our radar screen as much. But we're one body, we're part of one family, we have one king. Some of them have lost educational opportunities for their children. Their children can't go to school anymore. Some have lost jobs. Some have been disowned by their families. Some are in prison, some are being tortured, and some are even being killed in horrendous ways. Some of the children and spouses of these are also suffering. And it's not just something that happened in the past, it's something that's happening now in many parts of the world. And they're actually showing us the way. They're providing an example for us in how to stand in difficult times. Early in my imprisonment, my mother was allowed to see me, and she said to me, Andrew, there is a long line of people who have suffered for Jesus. It's a very long line and it stretches back 2,000 years. It's now your turn to stand in that line. 
Our turn is going to come in the West sooner than we think. And I fear that we are not ready. And we need to decide whether we are willing to take our place with those who are in that line suffering now. But until that time, we need to learn from the persecuted church. We need to remember them. We need to embrace them. Some need to advocate for them. And we need to pray for them. They are proving their love and their devotion in the strongest possible way, not in words, but in actions. What God asks of us is that we remember those in prison as if we were there ourselves, that we weep with those who weep. And may God give us his perspective on his pers uh, persecuted children. This is what Jesus said. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. For various reasons, God raised up a worldwide prayer movement around me. But most who suffer persecution are known only by their local church or by their family members, and some are not known at all. They're alone. But even though we do not know their names, they are famous in heaven. And this is how God sees them in heaven. These people are heroes. So we'd like to finish now by honoring our brothers and sisters, known or unknown, who are in the fire right now. And we say to them, we honor you because you are demonstrating the great worth of Jesus Christ in the most powerful way. Your witness is advancing the kingdom of God. We cheer you on. We thank you. We are grateful that you are willing to pay the price. Your suffering is not in vain, and it is very precious to God. We have about 30 seconds left before Tony Perkins comes to pray for the persecuted church. We invite you all to stand right now, those of you in this room, those of you who are watching, wherever you are. And we want to honor, with a time of silence, we want to honor them before our King, Jesus Christ. Mm. And that, uh, Rich, you know what? Uh, I think Andrew Brunson can thank God for a wife like that who stood by him. Um, uh, that was a wonderful thing, wasn't it? Yes, and uh, we're blessed uh, when you're persecuted for righteousness. Yes, and he was standing for righteousness. He was preaching the gospel and, and sharing the truth of Jesus with yeah. people there in Turkey and, and, and put him in jail. When that happens to you folks, now don't get in an argument. Don't say I'm being persecuted because I'm a Christian when you're just arguing with somebody well. and being cantankerous. No, 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 don't do that. But I'll tell you, if you take a stand for the Lord and it's a sweet spirit you have, why this maybe some of the but what is it that compels us what is it that compels us no doris acres who has been home with the lord many many years she tells us with this song i sure do love the lord how about you he's been so So many things he's brought me through When I think about his goodness And how much he loves me When counting up my blessings That's the dearest thing to me I sure do love the Lord How about 
the whole idea and we forget that at thanksgiving don't we we somehow think it's turkey day or we somehow think it, it but it really is to be thankful to god thankful, thankful to, god. to god did you have a nice thanksgiving sure did lots of fellowship and food and fun i know you had a nice thanksgiving because i was there at your house Shirley and i Shirley and i spent thanksgiving at your house with some other family there Faye's family were there uh-huh. and we had turkey and we had pie, and we had all the good things. And cranberry sauce shaped like a can. Yeah. But you know, Rich, in line with this discussion, with this program, the theme of it, Thanksgiving is really more than just a holiday. It sure is more than just a holiday. Listen to this. So many times when we talk about Thanksgiving, we picture the perfect family sitting around the perfect meal, but that's not everyone's reality. And what's really important is not perfection, but thankfulness. So I'm here with Darren, and uh, we are downtown, and I'm curious, uh, Darren, how long have you been homeless? About four or five years. I have been on the street for probably about three months now. Okay, so this is really new for you then. So Sylvester, how long have you been uh, homeless or out on the streets, man? Uh, Since July. So what was it that led you to being homeless since July? Uh, I lost my job. Well, I have was in drug addiction for years. Well, I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of time in prison, okay. so that took away a lot of my life. But Was other, it drug-related? or Basically drug-related, pretty yeah. much, yeah. So, um, you know, I just... How many years did you do? All in all, in and out, 16. Holy cow. What was your best Thanksgiving ever that you remember? Oh, man. Thanksgiving? Yeah. What's the best one? Uh, yeah, it was the year that... Uh, my daughter was born. Oh, wow. What's her name? Uh, Jennifer. Okay. Do you, how old is she now? Uh, 13. Do you see her at all? Um, yeah, every now and then I do. 89, because that's like my last father's Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Okay. And so you got to spend Thanksgiving with him. Thanksgiving is... Uh... Oh, no. 
That's when my grandmother was living, and she would say, everybody come. No matter, like Big Mama's house. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> my grandma was Big Mama. Big Mama, Mama okay. You bringing you and the kids and everybody coming on, we're going to eat and have, we're going to uh, fellowship with yeah. each other. And uh, and that was, I think that was, that what really taught me about Thanksgiving. It's it's tough, maybe you're not going to, Are you? do you think you'll see her at all this year? Yeah, I'm going home for this year, this year. Are you really? Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So what are you thankful for this year? that I get to see her. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hey, look at that smile, man. You have such crazy joy just emanating from you. You're the perfect person to ask, what are you thankful for? I am thankful for my family and for my friends and that I do have a place to stay at in this ridiculous weather. Just the friends I have when I come to these down here or under the bridge on Tuesday nights. What are you thankful for, Clarence? I'm thankful for my family and the Lord. You know, I, I have to learn to love the Lord. Is there anything, Randy, you know, we're coming up into Thanksgiving in that time where, you know, Thanksgiving and what people are thankful for looks a little different to everybody. Is there something that you're thankful for? Yeah, I'm thankful for waking up every day. What am I thankful for? Uh -huh. um, to be alive. I thank the Lord for all the blessings there and the mercy and the grace that he gives us. What's something, Jimmy, that this year you're thankful for? I'm alive and well. Having, you know, even though the streets has been hard, it hadn't, hadn't brought me down. I'm alive and still have hope. Yeah. That's a little different, isn't it, Rich? You have to have hope. You have to have hope. And those people we just heard had a thankful spirit for what they had. And I just enjoyed listening to that so much. And, and we give thanks to God for every good blessing you comes know, from uh, God. Now as we move toward Christmas, too, it's going to be different for a lot of people. A lot of people are finding themselves on the holidays coming up different from last year and every other year. I'm thinking of a niece that I have in Minneapolis who lost my nephew. They'd been married for many years, and this will be her first Thanksgiving and her first Christmas without her husband. And I texted her and said, how you doing? And she just answered so nicely. Um, she's trying. She's trying. That's good to reach out to people like that, especially now, at this time of year. One of the people, it's so easy for people to hear a pastor or to hear a radio speaker uh, and think, well, everything's going fine for them. But Tony Evans... One of the people I admire most, Tony Evans, and his wife was on our board at National Religious Broadcasters. Lois. And Lois was always quiet. She was so serene. And then Lois died. And when we attended the service and heard what Tony and their children said about Lois, I thought, why didn't I get to know her better? Why didn't I reach out to her? Why didn't I really get to know her? But Tony knows, and here's the whole point of this, folks. Tony knows what it is to keep on keeping on. Tony knows what it is to trust God in the tough times and trust God when you're on the mountaintops. That's always easy then, but when you're down in the valley, and trusting God in the tough times, 
is a whole different thing. Here's Tony to talk about it. We all struggle with faith. We all struggle with being able to believe God when times are really bad and we just see no way out. Many times we need a faith support system. Life can be weighty, like when you're in a weight room and you, you find the weight's a little bit too heavy to get up on your own and somebody has to come alongside to help you get it up. You want to get it up, you're trying to, to lift it up, but it's just too weighty. Life gets that way sometimes. And our faith then becomes weak. And that's why you need people around you who can help you lift the weight of life by giving you the ability to piggyback on their faith. I remember one time when a person had a struggle trusting God and they came to me, they wanted to trust, but they were unable to trust. And they said, help them. And they wrapped their arms around me and said, I'm counting on you for this one. I don't have enough strength on my own. What they were doing was asking to piggyback on my faith, to join my faith with their faith, so our faith together would reach it. That's why we need each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, because sometimes we need a faith help, because the weight of life has kept us from lifting the responsibility of faith to the height it should be lifted. If you are an isolated Christian and you are also weak in faith, then you won't see what God wants to do because you're so individualistic that you won't borrow from others what you need for yourself. Let other folk help you get your faith high so that together you can see God work. Mm. <laughs> That's the story, isn't it? That's a beautiful word picture. Uh, Rich, I'm looking at my cell phone right now. A very dear friend of ours, Ronnie Metzger. His father was Al Metzger, who started Kansas City Youth for Christ. Al and Vitey Metzger, that's right. When we came to Kansas City 60 years ago. See, Bot Radio Network has just been celebrating our 60th anniversary. And when we came here, Ronnie was just a young kid. And everything. Now, Ronnie, of course, is a grandpa many times over, and he's had a heart transplant. Listen to me, folks. He's had a heart transplant. Isn't that something? So he's been kind of walking me through the procedure and all of the medications and all of the things that he has him and his wife have to be busy about. Susan is her name. But he texted me this, and I want to share it with our audience. He texted me Psalm 23, 6. Listen to this, folks. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that precious? That is something you can have confidence in. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it, also in Psalm 23, it talks about, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So listen, folks, going through tough times and the good times, but listen to this song now by Doug Oldham. This is an oldie, too, and, and you'll enjoy it. Here it is. I found something. 
thing that money can't buy. I found a gold mine beyond the blue sky. I found a land where I live when I die. I found the Lord, a rich man am I. Well, people may say that I've been dreaming a bit, but I believe what I'm believing and I'm not gonna quit. The Bible says I'm gonna live when I die. I found the Lord, a rich man am I. I found a dream that's sure to come true. I found a rainbow that's never turned blue. I found a land where the teardrops are dried. I found the Lord, a rich man am I. I found the Lord, a rich man am I. I found a song that the angels can sing. I found a way to be rich as a king. I found a love that will burn till I die. I found the Lord, a rich man am I. People may say that I've been dreaming a bit, but I believe what I'm believing and I'm not gonna quit. Well, the Bible says I'm gonna live when I die. I found the Lord, a rich man am I. <laughs> wow, boy, Dad, that goes way back. Listen. He was a good whistler, too. <laughs> that reminds me I, of the Andy Griffith show. I don't know if I don't know if that was Doug Oldham doing that, but <laughs> it sure says the tone, doesn't it? That sure does. Isn't that wonderful to be able yeah. to, to tell people about the gospel right. and the Lord and have hope and all that sort of thing? Do we have some good listeners? My goodness, comments? yes. Let me first of all give the number, one 800 345-2621. That's our listener comment line where you can call and tell us your listener comment. 1-800-345-2621. And this first one, that is from a lady who is listening. Now, last week we celebrated our 60th anniversary for Bot Radio yeah, Network. This yeah. lady was listening from the very beginning, oh. and she listens every day with her husband even to this day. Oh, boy, here it is. Hello, this is Marilyn. I am one of those people who were hearing you when you went over to KCCV. And so since the 60s, and I'm 93 right now, Bill and I have listened almost daily since then. And we have loved, loved your program. Thank the Lord that he led you to Kansas City. Oh, thank you, Marilyn and Bill. Here's a shout out well, to yeah, you. God bless she, you both. Thank you for listening. Bill, when she mentioned Bill, I'd like to hear from him sometime, yeah. too. Isn't that something? Now, here's a gentleman. Yeah, this is Roy here in Kansas City. I got onto your station many, many years ago, and I'm able to share my faith with many, many people. And the first thing I have them do is plug into your radio station. It is the only station I listen to. Yeah. It is my inspiration. Thank you, Bot Radio. Yeah. Rich, in addition now, 
to the 122, is it 20 or 22? 120 stations across the country. And, Dad, with, with all of the digital presence, the the, the mobile apps oh, and the a, Amazon Echo and the Alexa and all of that, it's, it's around the world. Yeah, uh, but from Texas all the way up through Indiana, 120 radio stations. But then how can people hear Pot Radio Network? Uh, tell us about some of the primary ones if they live in a state or they have relatives elsewhere. What are these various devices? Well, you go to our website, botradionetwork.com, and it lists all the various devices. But certainly, uh, you can listen on the stream on the on the website. You can listen on your mobile phone. You download the Bot Radio Network app for your mobile phone or your iPad or Android. Uh, you can go to uh, one of these smart speaker devices like Amazon Echo, uh, and there's several others as well. Uh, download the Bot Radio skill for yeah. that, and you can listen to Bot Radio Network wherever you are as long as you have Internet service. And uh, there's also Apple TV and Roku. So if you yeah. have a Roku for your television. And you, you don't can... need Internet service for those, do you? Yeah, yeah, that, that runs off of the Internet. Oh. But uh, those types of digital services where you can get Bot Radio Network uh, just about anywhere. Yeah. All right, here's a lady. I love listening to Bot Radio Network because as a stay-at-home mom, I can turn to Bot Radio in the quiet times and the quiet moments when I need to hear quality Bible teaching. Bot Radio is always there for me. Uh, And thank you for all that you guys do. Thank you. Well, God bless you, ma'am. God bless you. Here's a gentleman. Yeah, I'm Byron Anderson from Lincoln, Nebraska. I like your uh, father-son program. You play some nice songs on there that are very encouraging and, and uh, memorable. I, I kind of grew up in the years with uh, Paul Harvey and uh, Billy Graham, and I, I've learned that God loves you, but he loves you too much to leave you that yes. way. Yes. That's right. That's hey, right. That's good Thank preaching. Thank you, Byron, that's from Lincoln. Dad, this next lady is a new Christian and a new listener to Bot Radio Network. All right, here it is. Hi, my name's Chelsea. Um, I've been listening to Bot Radio for about a month now, and it has just done so much for me. I spent 15 years in active addiction and in and out of prison, and um, recently decided to give my life to Jesus Christ. And there's just so much I've learned from listening to Bot Radio. I just thank the Lord for you guys and uh, really appreciate the station. Uh, well, dear lady, God bless you. Do you know what? You represent the future. You are a new listener. We appreciate the whole family, don't we, Rich? That's right. The thank new you. ones and the ones that have been listening for many, 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 many years. That makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> All right, now listen, we got to get out of here. This is Dick Bot with this chapter of The Complete Story as a public service. We'll see you later.